Welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni. We took off last week because of the Safeway Waterfront Blues Festival. Hope you enjoyed our coverage. A reminder, you can also find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Just search for Oregon Music News. In the coffee shop with me today is Scott Cunningham, OMN's Managing Director, Writer, fixer of IT problems, and all-around good guy. Every once in a while, I like to bring one of our OMN family in and uh, let you get acquainted. Scott is multi-talented and has had a whole other career before he got involved with music. Let me introduce you to Scott Cunningham. Scott, I, 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 I usually just welcome people to the cupping room because they've never been here before, but you've been here before. <laughs> I, I have been here a time or two, thanks. Many they, times. Yeah, right. Thanks for even asking me to do this. I, well, I feel you know, so honored. I think it's, I think it's interesting uh, for people to you know, find out stuff about people that they see on, on Oregon Music News. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, that that works for me. Just to, don't don't let my parole officer hear any of this. <laughs> yeah, that, that that could uh, get me in trouble. <laughs> I just you know, um, and just to just to remind people, we are in the cupping room at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason. Our hosts for all these 107, eight, I think, um, <laughs> Oregon Music News Coffee Shop conversations. Plus the five or six that we've done, the, the short versions. And we'll, get back, we'll be getting back to those now that the Blues Festival is over. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I am currently sipping on a World Cup coffee. There you uh, go. Quite tasty. It's good. It's good. Um, Blues uh, Festival. Blues Festival. I, we, it, I, I didn't see a lot of you there, even though we were both working at the same time. That's you, true. Because uh, I was sort of uh, hanging out in the booth. And you were all over the place. I uh, managed to work my way around a little bit, yeah. You, that, I suppose that's one way to put it. There's, what, yeah. four, four different stages and 35-some acts or whatever it is. It's, that, that's a lot to take in over five days. Yeah, it is. It is. Are you recovered yet? Um, physically, I'm recovered. Yeah, I had two days where I was kind of tired and worn kind out last tired. week. Um, kind of tired. Oh, well, you know, I, I am young and in the best shape of my life, so uh, you know, it doesn't take me as much to, to, to recover as uh, some people. But, you know, it's interesting. The, the thing that has been hardest for me to, to kind of recover from and bounce back is that's such an intense time period. You see so many people, yes. so much music. You're right. so involved in everything and then all of a sudden it's gone yes and I, i'm back in front of my computer <laughs> in, in my den you know looking at a blank screen trying in silence trying to figure out what i'm going to write next so yeah so i'll you know go from an, an overload almost overstimulated to just nobody around at all is uh, uh pre well present company excluded i guess yes. is a bit of a switch <laughs> Um, so what, what, what did you like the best? What was your all-time favorite at the, at the festival this year? Um, oh, dude, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know if I, I'm going to give you the weenie answer and say I can't pick out one. Okay. There, there was, there, there's a band I, I've been really, really excited about the last six weeks or so called the, uh, the Dust Bowl Revival out mm -hmm. of California. And they are magnificent. Mm -hmm. They uh, just sold out uh, Mississippi Studios back in early June. We're fortunate enough to, to not have any travel restrictions on them to come back to the Blues Festival. Played two sets here. And the nighttime, they, they did one on the, the main brewery stage uh -huh. uh, during the daytime on, I guess it was Monday. And then uh, that night, they closed out the, the uh, backstage, back the uh, Oregon uh, front porch stage. Yeah. And that was a raucous throwdown of a party. Really? Yeah. And it, it was, and I, I, I talked with a, a couple of people there, too, about it. And, it, you know, some 20-somethings. And I told them, I, I said it was really exciting for me as, as, a, as an older dude um, to see young people excited about the kind of music that they're doing you know because it's got you know elements of you know 
Memphis soul. It's, it's, it's maybe got a little bit of Motown to it. There's uh-huh. some blues. Uh, if you listen closely, you can pick out some New Orleans stuff in there. And, uh, you know, so, and, you know, they did covers of, uh, you know, the band as an example. Wow. You know, so there's these 20 somethings. Who does that? I, well, yeah, <laughs> well, I, the, the good bands, I'll, I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, to see that, you know, the 20 something crowd dancing to up on cripple Creek, <laughs> you know, that warms this guy's heart. So, so that was cool. Um, you know, so hopefully we can get them uh, back in town. Uh, sometime in the in the not too distant future, they, they are going to be down at the Sisters Folk Festival in, uh-huh. I guess that's first weekend of September or so. If there are no forest fires, if there are no forest fires yes. and, and people can get there, oh God! I, so far we haven't had much problems, but California, right? I was just reading about that yesterday. It's yeah. been terrible problems. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, um, I, I won't bore you about the you know kind of the reasons why. Uh, back to the Blues Festival. What else did I see? Chris Isaac ah. was incredibly good. And I, I think that Friday night that he played, you had already taken off. I had gone, yeah, because yeah. I had to do my radio uh, show. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you had to, to, yeah. to go be famous on, on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Chris Isaac, you know, the dude looks like he just walked out of a, a 1958, right. you know, poster. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. <sighs> I wanted to go backstage. And, and call him Chet, which was his character in Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's, that's right. You, you, you are quite the, the uh, Twin Peaks aficionado. Um, you, you know, Chet. You, Chet. <laughs> Where did you disappear to? It was, it was actually, actually, it was from Firewalk With Me, the, the Twin Peaks okay. movie, the prequel. And, and he, he, was, he played a, an FBI agent who, who had the case before Cooper. That's, uh, <laughs> I won't go any further. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, does he um, still act? Is he still in movies? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he's been in anything in quite yeah. a while. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, he, he, his voice is as good as ever. Was he playing rock, rockabilly, blues? What was yeah, he playing? Kind of more of a you know, kind of a rockabilly yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, although you know, he did a, a couple of the older ones, um, San Francisco Days, um, mm-hmm. Wicked Game was in there. Um, but, uh, you know, watching him, I, I, I was quite jealous. Um, it was reminded of, uh, uh, Warren Zevon and, and the werewolves of London and, oh, yeah. and his hair was perfect. Um, <laughs> so, 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 you know, for, for a guy that doesn't have any hair, yeah. I, I, I was quite, uh, admirous of, uh, <laughs> what he's got going on up top. Um, so he was really good. Booker T and his, uh, soul, uh, Stack's review nice. w- was excellent. His brother, his son, uh, Ted, uh, plays guitar uh, for him. So it's kind of a cool thing to watch the two of them on stage together. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it was, I mean, it really should have been like Booker T's old school soul school. Right. It w- would have been yeah. a, a much better name for that hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. He would take a, you know, he took a couple of minutes before each song and talked about who wrote it, whether, you know, whether it was. That's nice. You know, you know, Sam and Dave, Isaac Hayes, you know, it, it didn't matter. And what his connection to the song was and, and what it yeah. meant to him. So that, yeah. that was yeah. really... That's uh, nice. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really sensitive dude. Um, I interviewed him uh, at, the, at the festival about four years ago, and it was like just after Duck Dunn had died. Okay. And he was just very eloquent and uh, heartfelt and took the time to really answer, answer you know, uh, to talk about him. It yeah, was he, nice. It was nice. Yeah, if, if any of our listeners do that Instagram thing, Booker T's got a, a pretty active Instagram account. Really? And yeah. it, it's cool to, to follow that and see his travels and <laughs> who he's hanging out with. Yeah, um, nice, nice. So. I think my favorite moment in the festival was I got to introduce View Farca Touré. Uh, the, I'm not even sure I could say that. <laughs> well, I practiced it. Believe me. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I Googled it, and you know how they have you know, various uh, um, uh, different kinds of, of pronunciation. There was the, there was the right. British pronunciation. There, was the, there, were, there were three or four American. Anyway. Right. Um, of course, the American one is always going to be incorrect. Well, actually, it was correct. Oh, actually, okay. Well, that's <laughs> a bit of a surprise. 
and um, and, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, just before I get I get told, well, this uh, person has to, has to come up here from one of the sponsors. It was fine, one of the sponsors, and then they're going to take uh, a minute uh, to of silence for um, um, Greg Allman, right? And all that, and that's fine, okay. But I had this thing I wanted to do, right? And and I, so it was fine, it was okay. So I I I, I get out there uh, and. And I go after reading the you know the stuff that was written for me. Right. Um, I go, you know, uh, a lot of people ask me where did this music come from, and then I said, well, when I was a kid, people told me it was Bill Haley. Now, and then they told me it was Elvis Presley. Now, and then they told me it was Ike Turner. Now, and then they said it comes from the the the, uh, the Mississippi Delta. And I said, getting close. And I go, no, it came from Molly. This music really had its root, you know, came from Molly. Right. And I, so I go, and now here is the flower and the root, right? You fucking turn. And I turned around. <laughs> I turned around. He had this huge grin on his face, and he came over and shook my hand. Oh, that's classic. It was wonderful. My God. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that was a special moment. That and yeah. the, the massage I got at the massage tent. That was the... T- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You, 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 your back was, uh, you know, uh, not feeling the best. It was everything. It was, yeah, it was, it was everything. Pretty much yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, Tom, Tom is in a good mood today because he simply woke up. Uh, that, really? that, that makes his day. <laughs> not, yeah, but it, it, it's not good for another hour or so after <laughs> afterwards, after my cat wakes me up. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so uh, I would. I, how long have you been writing for for us? An excellent question. Yeah. Um, it's been a couple years, three years? Been, I think it's been like three years. Three years, the, Three yeah. years at this point. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. actually, almost, well, not quite to the day. It's like three years and, yeah. and two months or something like Did that. Did you just send me something? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember anything, as you yeah, know. Yeah, you know, we, we had... The, the two of us had gotten to know each other a little bit on Facebook. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't like we were BFFs or anything. Was it like a New Orleans thing? And yeah, yeah, well, and you know, so we knew who each other was. Yeah. And, and you know, doing some of my own things, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it occurred to me that hey, you know, I I, I might have something that, that I could contribute to Oregon Music News. So I, I sent you an email one day, and said, hey, I, I don't know, would you you know what, what would you think about if I sent you you know some articles. And uh, you, uh, I, I think we're receptive to it. You, you, you at least po- you, 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 oh, you posted. Oh, oh, you posted please. the first one. Please, please. <laughs> please. How how many of these can you do, and how quickly? Uh, yeah. And I, I, I actually remember the the very first one was uh, a piece I did on uh, Keb Mo. Oh yeah. He had yeah. just yeah. come out with. Uh, I, I guess at this point for him, it's three albums ago. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, he and I go back about 10 years. So I, I, How I, did that start? Met him in New Orleans, and he had uh, produced a record uh, by the Subdudes, and, uh-huh. who I was working with at the time. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those kind of weird things. I, I, I was trying not to be too awestruck that that he and I kind of you know hit it off a, a little bit at, yeah. at the start versus thinking hey this is this is kind of this cool cat that uh, you know be kind of nice to hang around with and it just so happened at the time he and his fiance Robbie lived here in Portland I didn't she, know that yeah, yeah it's a it's a, it's a well kept secret Jeez. that uh, he had uh, it's split. like Sam Elliott yes yeah yes. <laughs> Uh, who I wish I had his voice, by the way. Well, everybody does. Uh, uh, very true. You know, I mean, geez, he's, uh, he's the white Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, Kevin and I uh, had uh, kept in touch, and, you know, he had a, a gig coming up here, and I, I don't even remember where it was. It might, probably was the Aladdin, now, now that I sit and think about it. And we did this uh, great phoner. Um, you, know, you know, that's a kind of an inside term for our listeners. Uh, you know, we'll call someone up on the telephone and, and have a conversation, and, and we call them phoners. And um, you know, it was just this great talk where uh-huh. one of my strengths, and the best pieces I do that I really like are the ones that an artist has something going on in their life. 
yeah. and I'm able to get a little bit of a glimpse, a little bit of an understanding mm-hmm. of where that person is at a particular moment in time. Right. And for, you know, Keb, he had, you know, he and his wife, had, his now wife at this point, had just gone through a, a little bit of a, a rough patch. And, you know, we got to talking about why he stayed and what he uh-huh. what made that de- help helped make that decision for him because he had been married a, a couple of times previously and you know he said to me that you know every other time he had gotten to that point in a relationship he had ran and this time he decided to you know to stick around and face his fears and you know getting on the other side of that uh, is a whole new um, relationship plateau evidently um, if anyone else has experienced that, let call, me know. Call, 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 call Scott, call yes. Scott <laughs> and I'll, I'll write your story as well, so I can get a better understanding. Uh, but but that you got to be charging fifty bucks an hour. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, you know, so that would so that's you know one of my three favorite pieces that I've done. That that, that one ended uh-huh. up being really really good. And have you kept in touch? With, you, you, well, you just were up in Seattle. I, I was just up in Seattle with yeah. uh, him um, and Taj Mahal. They've got a new project together called Tajmo. Uh, they recorded this album a year ago in Keb's studio in Nashville. And it's a terrific collaboration. The album is called Tajmo as well. And unfortunately, they didn't have any Portland dates, but they were up in Seattle. So I made a run up there and caught them there. And, you know, again, it was just a a fantastic show. Everyone Mm -hmm. really, really enjoyed what they were hearing. The the music's top notch. Mm -hmm. The the two of them, you know, they put together kind of a little bit of a a mishmash of their two bands. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for they have uh, momentarily borrowed the saxophone player from Delbert McClinton. Really? Yes. Who, 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 by the way, is going to be here uh, later this summer as well. I'm looking forward to that one. That, that should be a good show. Nice. And, nice. you know, so, yeah, so Kevin and I have kept in touch. And right now he's he's in Europe. Um, I, I keep uh, trying to talk him into letting me at least carry his hat boxes you know, <laughs> when he goes on the road and, and take care of his hats. But uh, so far, no dice. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you, now, now you, you met him when you were, you were working with the sub dudes. I, I was working now that, with, that's your with big, them. that's your big change, right? In your life. That was when you got with them. That, that started a whole sequence of events that, uh, you know, turned me into, I, I, I don't know. You, you could look at it in one of two ways. It either turned me into to where I'm at today or <laughs> it, you know, kind of helped me, uh, figure out who I really was. And depending on uh, which way you want to look at it. But I had uh, gotten to know them in 2005 by just uh-huh. kind of a, a series of weird coincidences. That's 17 years ago. No, well, you, you need to sharpen up on your math skills. Uh, that was 12 years ago. That was 12 years ago. That was 12 years ago. There we go. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm not always that good at math, but that one, that one stood out to me. Uh, they, did it, they did an album back in... It was 92 or 94. I, I never remember the exact year. Called Annunciation. How many years ago is that? <laughs> <laughs> that starts to get us, you know, back into the 25. There you range. go. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so maybe that's what you were thinking about. Yeah, that must have been it. And uh, yeah, so and for me, that that album is one of those uh, answers to the, the proverbial question of if you're stranded on a desert island, oh, yeah. you know, what music do you take with you? And yeah, that is definitely yeah. one for me. Huh. And there was just something about the music that just was captivating to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I I was a casual music fan at the time. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know enough about them that to know that they were even from New Orleans. Wow. So, you know, you know, had ended up uh, running into them and seeing them for the first time at the House of Blues in Chicago in March of 05 and was absolutely blown away. Yeah, they played for three hours, and it's one of the best <laughs> best shows I have ever seen. Yeah, and you know, just by luck of the routing, they ended up coming through here a couple of times that year, and then you know, five of course is the the year of Hurricane Katrina. Right. So that that had a, a huge effect on a, all of the musicians in the Gulf Coast, and you know, the sub dudes were were no different. 
and it ended up uh, helping organizing kind of a, a fan-driven effort to uh, raise some cash uh, for their families who uh-huh. didn't have uh, as good as insurance as a couple of the, the band members that were still there. Did they have to leave town? They had to leave town, yeah. um, and you know, you know, Tommy uh, Malone, uh, lead guitarist and, and vocalist, you know, his house had enough water in it that his basement was totally submerged. Oh. Um, and there's still a you know a famous uh, story about uh, a friend of his going rogue and breaking through the the FEMA uh, barriers <laughs> in a boat to go rescue some of Tommy's gear. Wow. And uh, Jimmy Mesa, the, the be- bass player at the time, lived on uh, Lake Pontchartrain up in Slidell. Uh-huh. And his house was on stilts. I think they were 18-foot stilts. He had water damage up to the ceiling of his first floor. Wow. And... You know, I, so I, you know, the two of them fortunately had really good insurance and ended That's up helping. So the money that we raised went to their families who were less fortunate and we kept in touch. And that December, they called me up and go, yo, Scott, you want to, you know, help us out with a few things. And that uh, was the start of the journey that uh, it has led to me sitting right here talking with you. What things did you help them out with? It started out just doing the website. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, learning it and keeping the, you know, dates updated, um, keeping news updated, uh, you know, just kind of those basic things that uh, have to happen, you know, week by week for a mm-hmm. band who, who's true, both touring and recording. Uh, so it started out doing some of those things and kind of morphed over time into doing um, some things with the label. Uh, they, they were mm-hmm. on uh, Back Porch. Yeah, at the time, doing some things with radio stations, just just little odds and ends mm-hmm. as they popped up. And, you know, when I could get away from uh, uh, what I had uh, otherwise going on here in Portland, uh, I would. And I'd go out on the road with them for a little stretch at a time. And That must have been fun. There are worse ways to pass the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, traveling with a band in a kind of a mid-sized production uh-huh. uh, is an interesting experience. I mean, you, I mean, you got guys, you, you're driving the cars yourself. Yeah. You've got an equipment van. And you, you play one night. And then as soon as you're able to go to sleep at, you know, 2 or 3 in the morning, you mm-hmm. wake back up um, 9, 9.30, whatever it is, to then get up and drive a couple hundred miles and go to the next city. And it's it's almost like a Groundhog Day. It's just yeah. you know it's a different city, yeah. and you know. But despite that, it was exhilarating. Every day, every night was different. Um, there are subtle differences in, in shows from one night to the next, uh-huh. and that that always keep each individual show interesting. You know, you know at least for me, and and I know people who are. You know, the, the kind of the ultimate following around experience has been the Grateful Dead. So anyone that's ex- you know, experienced the dead and followed them for weeks on end mm-hmm. uh, can, can attest to that fact. And I just decided that that was uh, a whole lot of fun and that, you know, I, w- I wanted to, to try to go into that and, and do some of that on my own. What, what, why did that end? Um. Creative differences. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I suppose we could uh, uh, use that. Sure. Um, the, the guy that had, had originally built the website was from New Orleans, and he, yeah. he and his family had been hit hard by the storm. And, you know, it got to a point where, you know, he had gotten his feet back underneath them. And um, I had some other things going on. And, um, you know, the, the, the original guy wanted to, to take the website back. Yeah. Uh, so it was just one of those things where, you know, it had run its course. You still in touch with him at all? I am. Um, in fact, uh, the two guys, Tommy and Jimmy, who are down in New Orleans, uh, are, mm-hmm. are still good friends of mine. And uh, John Magney, Steve Amaday, and Tim Cook are in Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> and they are... Nice. Uh, you know, I, I've called them, you know, my brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got a, a younger sister, but never had brothers. And it was just a, 
you know, a kind of a bonding experience uh-huh. and a fr- level of friendship that I had never experienced before. And, uh, you know, even have uh, made some runs out to Fort Collins to, to do some uh, writing and, uh-huh. and recording with those guys. So that, that's been fun, too. So how did you know how to, how to, how to make a website? I don't know. Just osmosis. <laughs> um, I, I had, that wasn't what you were doing for a living, was it? No, no, it wasn't. I, I was a uh, professor at the time. <laughs> and, uh, of? Of criminal justice uh, at Portland State University. Jeez. Um, I've got a, a Ph.D. in criminal justice and moved out here in 2003 to, t- to take a job at Portland State. Wow. And uh, de- decided that uh, hanging around music folks were, was a lot more fun than, <laughs> than pointy-headed academics for the rest of my life. Um, you know, fortunately, the, the, the uh, transition wasn't too difficult. Uh, going from crime to music, it, it was easy. <laughs> Well, but you weren't dealing with criminals. Uh, n- not the, the criminals on the street, although I, I have sat in jails and interviewed uh-huh. people uh, who yeah. have just been arrested, wow. uh, which is an interesting experience. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. For what? For, um, for papers and stuff? Oh, no, no, no. This was oh. uh, academic research. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. when you said papers, yeah, see, this, right. this is how firmly ensconced I am in this other world. You said papers. <laughs> I was thinking newspapers. <laughs> but no, these, these we are... We don't have those anymore. No, we, we don't. Um, that, that, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, these were for uh, uh-huh. some ongoing uh, research projects uh, funded by the federal government. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Jeez. It's been an interesting ride. It's been a, what a what a what a change. I mean, what a yeah, it's amazing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I can tell you're speechless, uh, <laughs> as speechless as I am, at least. Um, yeah, it's been a kind of a, an interesting path. And you know, ten years ago, I never would have thought that uh, I'd be where I am right now and, and doing the kinds of things that I am. But this feels more natural and comfortable to me than than anything I've ever done before. And now you are Oregon Music News Managing Director. I don't know what that is. Well, well that's, unfor- you- that's, a, that's unfortunate because I was going to ask you for a job description. <laughs> uh, our publisher, Anna Amon, moved to L.A., but that's okay because she's been telecommuting to a, with, with a, a huge software firm yes. for, ten, for 10 years or so. Yeah. And so telecommuting from L.A. You know, for us, isn't, although she's, you know, she's not terribly active, she still has her, still has her little toe in the in. Uh, and, and, and then one, one day I, 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 I talked to her and, and she said, guess what? Scott is now managing director. <laughs> and I went, that's nice. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still trying to figure that we, out. We, we are still trying to figure we that are. out. That's okay. um, Just fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, I, I kind Basically, I, I think what it means is I, I do all the other things that nobody else wants to do. Pretty much, um, you know. So, you know, I, I handle the ads. I, you know, I yeah. handle. Um, you know, I do a lot of writing. I, I, fortunately, I, I, there's no one to manage, so I, <laughs> so so I, I don't have to and worry I'm, about. I'm, I'm totally unmanageable, uh, and, and you're totally unmanageable. So so that wouldn't have worked anyway. Um, but uh, you know, I, you know, someone actually had just asked me about this yesterday, and. You know, what I like to think of it is, is kind of thinking about the, the vision and direction of Oregon Music News and what the future, well, it's time the future might hold. The original vision is, it, it, I don't, even though I invented it, I don't really believe it anymore. Okay. The original vision. Right. There is, there is a place, and I think there's a valuable place for us to be. Right. But it is not being, you know... I, uh, you know, a, a central a central place for to find out about all genres of music, because I have I, I I'm still I'm still working this out in my own head. Right, oh, and that's a dangerous place to be. It is, believe <laughs> yes. me, you have no idea. Yes. You have no idea. Um, and I, I'm not convinced anymore that people want to read everything about music. I think they do want to read about music, but I don't I don't think they want to. I I I think that like most. Uh, web publications, uh, you know, everyone's going to audio and video, that, which is that, fine. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, we had a video com- video component for a while uh, before we before before I started the coffee shop conversations podcast, 
But uh, that's, that's a place I think we should return. Uh, there will always be a place for stories. And the two things that carried us in the Blues Festival was your, your, your reporting and the photo galleries. The photo galleries we, were we, spectacular. We, we, we I really recommend that everybody go take a look. Just go Definitely. click on photo galleries. And there were spectacular photo galleries. So what, what do we have, close to 60 and all? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, just, just, just did amazing work. Yeah. John Rudolph and Frank Lavelle and Diane Russell and Karen Fox and well, I, Mike Lewis and Mike shot, Lewis shot a few shows. Yeah, I forget. I think that I think it pretty much covers yeah, it. That, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, um, that's I like that. I mean, I, I, that's something that that I guess I started going that way two years ago. Right. When it you know when when there was a drop off in writers, and and I thought you know I think we we can serve we can serve the public better if if we lean more heavily on photo galleries right and i was doing video interviews at that time also i took my little my little flip cam right uh and it was fine you know it, it was, oh, the there, flip there were, cams were great yeah yeah i still have it it's still it's still still fine i, I still yeah. have mine yeah and uh you know kevin got us a kevin tamaka our photography editor gave us a, a nice little tripod for it and you know, we set it up in the booth and right. had great, great little interviews with David Vest and, and Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Jones and people like that. Right. You know, and, you know, and Bobby, Bobby Rush, Bobby Rush. <laughs> well, I got, you know, I got there real early one day and, and um, Amanda Gresham, who was running the, the pavilion at that time this year, like to thank Misty Crow of Nimbus, who had the, yes. who ran the pavilion this year, who, who gave us the booth. Uh, and um, uh, and here and here she comes with Bobby Rush, and and so I say, I say listen after you after you have your meeting could Bobby could you come over and he was profane, I mean I've never <laughs> met anybody who could cuss as well as Bobby Rush. He was spectacular, right? As soon as I turned on the camera, nothing. I mean it was he was great. Oh yeah, no some guys can turn it on turn and it turn off. it off just, just turned just it off. A drop I, of a hand. I understood completely understood. Uh, but that's, those were the days when I don't know if he still. I'm sure he still does it because why would he ever stop? Right. And he he would he would hold up an enormous pair of women's panties. I mean, like six feet wide. Uh. <laughs> where, where do you even find them? Actually, well, let's not even go. Yeah. Let's not go there. But yeah, no. He knows Bob, where to shop. Yeah, he knows where to shop. But yeah. No, Bobby Rush is one of the few remaining living legends in the blues yeah. what he's done and yeah. you know he's had a, a little bit of a late career resurgence and has won some uh, blues music association awards um, i think even last year he was nominated for a grammy in one of the blues I think categories so. yeah. Uh, yeah he did yeah. he didn't win unfortunately and he was in that great documentary that came out last year which was which whose name i, for, I forgot it was a tour of of uh, of roadhouses in in, in uh, mississippi and louisiana oh, he, he, he has played a few of those uh, yeah he owns them <laughs> anyway uh but i wanted to thank you publicly for cool. uh restoring um the oregon music news archive Oh, well, making you're, you're it available welcome. because when we had it, when we changed over, uh, when we had the new site built, it was not it was not available to us. Uh, they're not uh, they're not available to the public, but um, you know, uh, and, but uh, we know where we know how to get to them. And every once in a while, when something happens, I go in, I will pull up an old story, and uh, right. and also uh, for getting us back up on uh, getting the podcast back up on uh, iTunes and uh, TuneIn and uh, SoundCloud. Yes, and you can go subscribe uh, to to the podcast and yeah. these coffee co coffee shop conversations, yeah. and uh, get them yeah, yeah. downloaded and delivered to your wireless device automatically. That's right. I'm still not sure how that happens. A little birdie must come yeah. by. Must, I think it's the Twitter bird comes by <laughs> and, and drops those magically into our phones. <laughs> yeah, that happens to my car sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I know that, that took a lot of time and it was, it wasn't easy. Uh, and, uh, but well, thank you, you know, it's, it's invaluable. The next thing, by the way, is, is, is getting all the, the, uh, jazz conversations. Up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that's going to take a little bit more time. I think. Well, the thing is, it just is, we just need to, I mean, we can still, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll talk shop some other time. Let's, <laughs> let's get back to music. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah, forget about us. <laughs> Oh man! Um, do you, have you ever play, have you ever played anything? 
I have. Um, I play a little bit of guitar, a little bit of piano, but basically just enough to to think I'm dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can make some noise, but more importantly, it's for composing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being a, I, I've always been able to write, and you know, I just it's, for some reason I've got kind of a, a gift for lyrics and have. Uh, written some uh, what, what I like to think at least uh, is some pretty decent songs and of course every songwriter I, I think thinks that about their own work but uh, of course but mine are yeah. mine are actually really really yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> when's the album coming out wait, wait I actually that that's a good question I, um, you know there, there are still a few more to, to go um, uh-huh. and, and actually you know going back to, to my, my friends back in Fort Collins um, you know, John Magney and I have done some time in the in the studio putting some music uh, together for for some of the words. And um, is it the kind of stuff you write about? Kind of Americana, bluesy kind of stuff? It, it is. It's definitely Americana. Uh, a lot of blues in it. Um, you know, you know, a couple twelve bar blues shuffles mm-hmm. kinds of things. But you know, some uh, you know some sappy love songs every, every once in a <laughs> while. Um, and uh, all right, here I'll, I'll, I'll give you just a, a little taste of, okay. a, of a verse. I'm not. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to okay. recite it. All right. Um, my heart never stood a chance. Your eyes of do. Your eyes of blue did me in. Come on, girl. Oh no! Wait. I, I see. I messed it up. You, you yeah, can't. Do, you can't okay. do this without singing it. It's I guess. Okay. Um, my heart never stood a chance. Your eyes of do. See, there it goes again. Your eyes of dew. I, what dew. I'm trying to say is well, blue. Dewy eyes. She's dewy yeah, eyes. She, 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 all she, dewy eyed over yeah, you. Well, all, all women are, are dewy eyed <laughs> at, at some point, crying because I've <laughs> I've done something stupid. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my heart never stood a chance. Uh-huh. Your eyes of blue did me in, got me thinking about a new romance. Come on, girl, we both can win. There you go. Yeah, so I got it out All that right. time. You did very good, and don't edit that out either. I, no, I, 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 I will leave that in there. The false starts and all. It's charming. It's like when the barista comes in here and grinds coffee. I don't care. Yeah, very, very true. The coffee shop. Um, oh, and actually, speaking of writing, I, I am in the market for a new muse. Oh, who so, isn't? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I but who uh, isn't? You know, everyone needs a muse in their in their life. So uh, if, if you're if you're listening and you think you might fit the bill, one eight hundred find me a muse. I think is the number to call. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, I had that. It's funny because uh, you, you you do need that, and you know, whatever inspires you is fine. You know, I yes. mean, I just recently got completely inspired by episode eight of Twin Peaks. Yes, the yes you did. I did. Uh, so, um, uh, but you're also a recording engineer. I do. do I'm some looking recording. at you I, being I, well, one. Well, yeah, I, I am. Re- I am recording this <laughs> as we talk. Yeah. Um, I, I'm seeing the little squiggles go by on my computer screen. Yeah. So, yes, I, I do do some recording. How did that happen? How'd you learn that? Again, that, by osmosis. Um, I, I spent you know enough time on the road with the sub dudes that mm-hmm. uh, you know my typical spot would be hanging out with a great cat named Drew Holtzhauser mm-hmm. uh, out at the board and just by watching him and talking with him and I learned uh, a lot of the ins and outs of live sound and thought uh, you know I, I can you know twist all these little buttons and knobs and you know move the the fader slidey thingies and uh, do this and you know so I, I fooled around enough with it and picked it up and lo and behold I can do that as well. What's it, what is the trick for for um, uh, live concert sound? What's the what is the trick? The the trick for a live concert yeah. is to not do too much. Yeah, there, that's the trick of life in, in life. Well, well that, that that's true. I, I, it's it's a very zen thing to say. Yeah, but I, you know when you're mixing live, there are two sources of sound in the room. One is the ambient noise from mm-hmm. from the instruments, the stage noise, mm-hmm. and that's going to certainly uh, uh, fill in a, a lot of the sound naturally in the room, and you, and you don't have to do a lot to that. So then, w- when you're bringing signals through the mixing board, what you're doing is adding just enough of the vocals, some of the quieter instruments, you know, acoustic guitars, uh, what, you know, a cello, a piano, whatever it is. 
uh, to round out what people are hearing. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a definitely a, a, a less is more kind of thing. And, you know, there, there's, a, there's this sweet spot where, you know, you, you get, and every room is different. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you've got those two things blended together, um, you're 90% of the way towards making, you know, live music sound good. And then uh, the other thing is just to use your ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see so many people that will mix a band and stay behind the uh, mixing desk and not go out into the crowd, not take a walk around the room to see what it really sounds like. Yeah. And, you know, if you stand there for two hours, you're hearing the music in one spot only. And it's not representative um, of what it sounds like elsewhere in the room. So you've got to get out and move around and, and you know, be able to, to hear, uh, not only hear what there is to hear, but to be able to notice what you're not hearing. So if you need more bass or if, uh, you know, you need a little bit more fullness in a, in a guitar, then you've got to be able to recognize that those sounds are missing yeah. and you've got to go back and, and fix it and add them back in. All right. Um, there's no charge for that, though, by the way. <laughs> but uh, you know, Scott's Mixing School might, might be opening in the, in the future. <laughs> That's another $50 an hour thing. That, that is another $50 an hour, <laughs> you yes. Solve your, 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 your romantic problems and your audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say there were romantic problems. I, I, I said I need a muse. There, there's a muse no, problem. No, no, no. You pay for the muse. Oh, I pay for the muse. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. In that case, Scott's uh, recording school is $75 an hour because I, I, I'm sure a muse is not cheap. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, what, what can we look forward to uh, that, that you're going to be writing about? The, actually, the, the very next thing uh, is going to be the Northwest String Summit ah. out in North Plains. Uh, yeah. it's, I, I actually couldn't tell you how long it's been going on, but it's kind of a started out as a little pet project by the Yonder Mountain String Band uh-huh. out of Colorado. Yeah. Just a, a fabulous group. And it has grown into a, kind of a, a destination for... People who old hippies. Oh, well, oh, oh, no, not only old hippies, but <laughs> young, I, hippies. I, 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 young hippies yeah, as well. But right. I, I was thinking about it in terms of the bands that, that show up there. Yeah. But if if you play something and it and it's it's a misconception when you hear you know string summit. You know, everyone yeah. immediately thinks mandolins, fiddles, and, and kind of bluegrass. That's yeah. a misconception. Uh-huh. You can have those instruments. Yeah. And it not be bluegrass. Sure. And actually, Yonder Mountain doesn't consider themselves a bluegrass band. Uh-huh. And speaking of Yonder Mountain, they have a new album out uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. And I got a chance to listen to it a couple of days ago, and it is really, really good. Um, I, I started to look at the track listing. The very first song, I see Allison. Oh. So I'm thinking. Elvis Costello? Well, that was my first thought, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking, why did Yonder Mountain do a, do a uh, cover <laughs> of the, you know, Elvis Costello's Allison? And so I fire it up, and uh, it's uh, uh, a totally original on the oh. part of them. It, it is not a cover <laughs> song. But then it, it raised a, a deeper question for me is where is this society of Allison girls in the world going around messing up musicians? They, they have to exist. They got to Yonder Mountain. They got to Elvis. Uh, there has to be more incidents like these. Um, but but they, they do have a, a great cover, um, uh, Dancing in the Moonlight, the oh. old King Harvest song. Oh, my God. And, yeah, you know, and, and again, I mean, that, that's not one that you would think right. that, that Yonder Mountain would do. Yeah. But... Lo and behold, there it is. And it's one that they've played for years wow. in a live setting. And then they finally mm-hmm. decided, hey, well, why don't we just record that? Uh, so they other, did. other than them, who are you looking forward to seeing? Probably the band I'm most excited about. And, yeah. and again, this isn't a traditional kind of a, mm-hmm. a string band, but the California Honey Drops. Oh, yeah. Out of California. Absolutely. They have got... You know, like you know, like you know, Southern Avenue, uh, Dust Bowl Revival, mm-hmm. uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. They've got kind of this really cool retro soul thing going mm-hmm. on, where they're they're pulling in a lot of Memphis sounds. They've got some great horns, some great guitar playing, 
and the the lead vocalist, his vocals are as smooth as anyone's right now. Um, he he definitely could have recorded in Mem- in Memphis in the '60s. Uh, he is really that good. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them. And, and obviously the the hosts, Yonder Mountain, uh, they're always a, a great show. And I, th- I think they actually perform each of the four days. Wow, wow, wow! Watch out for ticks. Yeah, uh, well, ticks. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, yeah, you're more and bees. Ticks and bees, but you're you're more serious about the ticks than, than yeah. you know. You know, my my son has Lyme disease. Oh, jeez. And um, he probably got bitten by a tick at some point uh. and just never noticed it and had all kinds of health issues uh. as as a result of it. So, so I, he, he's he's in college now, right? Uh, he is in college now. He'll be nineteen in late August. Wow. And um, what's he studying? Math and chemistry. Um, so I, I, I'm concerned that he might be wanting to blow something up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so far, that, that hasn't happened. Um, I, I think he's more interested in figuring out uh, how the world really works. Um, but uh, You're the one who wants to blow the things up. Well, no, 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 no. no. I don't blow anything up. Um, you blow it up real good. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've become a, a big advocate for Lyme disease, and uh, you, know, you know, it's even influenced heavily uh, musicians that people are familiar with. Chris Christopherson is probably the, the really? biggest example lately. Um, they thought he had early onset dementia, and his wife just kept knocking on doors and knocking on doors, and finally figured out that he had Lyme disease. They got him treated, and she said, you know, much like my experience with, with my son was, within a month, he was back to his old self in a lot of ways. Wow. There, there was still a long way to go, but, uh, you, know, it's, uh, you know, it's a nasty, nasty disease. So Chris is doing great. He, he's out touring again and doing huh. well. Wow. Uh, Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates uh-huh. uh, has had Lyme disease, and in fact, his whole family has had it. And, you know, it, it is a very... Pers- it's contagious? It's not contagious, but the, the, there are... They all got bitten by ticks? They all got bitten by ticks. Wow. Yeah, they live out east in kind of uh, uh, Lyme disease central. Jeez. And, you know, it's just a, a really gnarly, unfortunate experience that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people uh, have to put up with and, and then get huh. treated for. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't mean that to be kind of a, a, a downer thing. No, that's okay. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, I'm not even sure how we uh, ended up there. But uh, the other question you, you uh, asked me about who else I'm excited about yeah. for this summer. Uh, Lyle Lovett is uh-huh. here. Uh, he's going to be at the Schnitz on Monday. Uh-huh. So that that's always going to that, that's always a good show. Um, he's he's with this large band and it's a full band. It's just a terrific sound. Um, Rebirth Brass Band from New Orleans mm-hmm. has a, a couple of uh, shows coming up at Mississippi Studios late in August, I believe. Nice. Uh, two shows in one night, so kind of doing the, the New Orleans thing a little bit. Although I remember I saw him in a little hole in the wall in Eugene about 10 years ago. <laughs> and and their, their profane live had just come out, the mm. thing that never got any airplay because it was just the right. dirtiest thing. <laughs> And, and, and they had this great song called Don't Start No Shit, Won't Be No Shit. And True. I just, and I just, and I, just here's, I just walked in and go, and I went up to one of the guys. I went, I'm not going to start no shit. And he goes, won't be no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, so those are... Uh, you know, some of the things that, you know, coming up in the near future yeah. that I'd have to say I'm, I'm most excited about. There, there's some new music coming out I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard has just hey, finished what about up. Hey, what about that, that uh, Katie Lang, Laura Veers, and there's a third woman on that. Have you heard about that? I have not. Yeah. Could you do that story? <laughs> Could I do that story? Katie Lang, Katie Lang lives here. Laura Veers, I believe, is Tucker Martin's wife. Could you do that story? I, I did. I thought Please? we weren't going to. I thought we weren't going to talk shop anymore. I know, um, but but, but yeah, I, I could see what I could do. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, I know. You, you never have to. But yeah. but uh, could you could you could you do it as a favor to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the the uh, offer Please? I can't refuse. Yes. Please. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I love Kate, Katie Lang. I've been um, trying to get a yeah. story on her 
for years. It's not like she doesn't want to do it. It's just that nobody will go do it. All right. I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. Been, she's been living in Portland for years. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you think she could be my muse? Well, she likes girls. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I do, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, what an odd coincidence. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you can afford her as a muse. Uh, tell you the no, truth. Yeah, she, she's out of my price range. I think probably an interview would, would, be, would be muse enough yeah, for you. Yeah. No, that, I think that would hold you for a while. Yeah, that, that would. Um, but, uh, no, but anyway, but, this, is, this is a new album. I just, I just saw a story on it somewhere. Huh. No, yeah. I, I will uh, go look that up and uh, yeah. take a listen. Because um, you're the man for that story. I, I am the guy I for that story. I know you are. I'm not kidding. Yeah, and, you know, it's... You know, Jed uh, uh, Hilly, who runs uh, the Americana Music Association, has, has referred to Americana music as music that you can feel the dirt in your ears. Yeah. And I love that. I love that definition. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's just something about music that, you know, first of all, is written by the, the performer uh-huh. uh, that, uh, you know, so you've automatically got a connection that, that you don't have in a lot of pop music. But, you know, just music that, you know, connects with people and, you know, can connect the artist and the fan. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, to me, that, that's the best music. Well, I think we've covered it. We have. Is covered- there anything else that you would like to add to this? I've got some bad jokes I could tell you. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I, I'm sure I do, too. Do I have to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just, just to, to keep you happy. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you one real bad joke, okay. and, and, and then then we'll shut it down. All right. Um, but you know, it's out out on the road with uh, you know the sub dudes, and John Magney plays you know an accordion, great accordion player. I, I guess if there can be such a thing. And uh, one night, you know, we had checked into the hotel, and he had accidentally left his squeeze box sitting in the back of his car. And uh, we came out the next morning to find the windows shattered in. Ooh. Three other accordions had been tossed into the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just an accordion joke. That, that's just an accordion joke, yes. <laughs> you know, I think I heard that, that accordion joke from Courtney Vondralia, three-legged torso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for doing this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. Hey.